Hey there, everybody. My name is Lexi, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I'm going to be chatting about how not everyone is going to like your shit, your stuff, your art, your work, really whatever industry you do, not everybody's going to like it. And I have my friend here, super producer, Hugh Stefner. What in up, house. So if this is a conversation you'll be interested in staying tuned with, keep watching, keep listening. So we're going to start off with Lex check, which is just a check in, you know, how you doing? What's going on in your life? Something you want to get off your chest? Um, yeah. You want to take these shots before that? What you sipping on? What is it again? This is the honey. That's the honey, Tennessee honey, Jack Daniels. And this is 1800 coconut. Emphasis on the honey. Yeah. They make it real sweet. The coconut. Mm. So, what's going on with me these days? I didn't even really think about it before we started this. Told everybody about getting my certification as a personal trainer. And I'm working on doing the nutritionist certification next. Did you say that? Did I? Yeah, I don't think I caught that. Congrats, though. No, thank you. I thought I did last time I came to your house. You know what? If you did, my mind was like, scrambled eggs. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Profil said fireworks. <laughs> yeah, man. I got some Hispanic people. They live in the neighborhood over there. Um, and they party, like, every weekend. It's fireworks every single weekend. But sometimes it be sounding like not fireworks. That's part of a family I saw standing outside when I was pulling up. Oh, it was the family. This neighborhood. That's another thing too, man. This the GPS took me to the wrong cul-de-sac. Then it I wrapped around, and I'm like, why? why? <laughs> did you use Apple Maps? I did. Yeah, they don't know the way. You got to use Google. Okay. Yeah. I've been meaning to switch from Apple to Google. Like, I'm, do I'm doing better though. Uh, did I uninstall Maps on my phone? I don't know, but I made Google my default. So, mm. for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I gotta retrain myself to get used to using Google Maps. Yeah. It is better, too. Yeah. It's definitely better. But, um, I was gonna go to Tampa this past weekend for Christmas to see family. Um, and that's actually why we're recording today and not... I usually do these Thursday or Friday. At least that's my goal. I was supposed to be leaving out Friday to drive to see my family. And I went on Toro and everything to get the car, rent it. They give the host eight hours to approve it. It was last minute. But, you know, I'm thinking everything is cool. He just needs to look at the message. It was a black host. So I'm like, all right, maybe. Maybe he's just going to take a while and, you know, it'll be all good in the morning. But I woke up at 6 a.m. and said he approved somebody else. Like my trip was canceled. Wow. So it's like, all right. And I don't want to drive my car down there because I just don't want to put the miles on it. Hey, try my car. I'll hold your car for you. Go work? Mm. Really? Yeah. So if I needed it for New Year's weekend. You said how long? I will be gone Thursday. I'll come back on Sunday. So Thursday morning till Sunday night. Okay. We can talk about that. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Afterwards. See connections, man. Connections. Connections. So yeah, I was sad about that because um I wanted to see my family. I'm trying to do better with me personally, um, as far as like when I think about people, call them or text them, or when I want to talk to people or connect with them more, making making plans to go see people. That's something I've been struggling with a lot. So I had planned on seeing my family and I promised my niece that I was going to be there for her Christmas break. Either that or she was going to come up here to spend her Christmas break with me. But so that was messing with me a little bit. I didn't have any other plans for Christmas. I was not supposed to be in Atlanta, but it turned out to be a good Christmas. Um, I invited people to have red beans and rice, but People were busy and had their own plans already. So it was a chill day. It was good. If y'all saw on my Instagram, I posted that I actually did get to go do body painting with Milk Tattoos. Shout out to Milk Tattoos. We did the candy cane skeleton. So that was a lot of fun. And yeah, I hadn't spent my Christmas like that before. So it was interesting to be able to spend it that way. How's how's that experience? Being painted? It's good. It's if I had gotten like full body because I only got from the torso. I only got my torso painted, mm. so I could sit down for most of the time. When I've gotten full body done before, I had to stand up the entire time, and that's like at least a two-hour process. Sheesh. Yeah, but when he did it yesterday, I was sitting down in a chair, and he most of the stuff he could just do with both of us sitting down. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. I always think about stuff like that because it's like the end result is like, okay, dope. But the process of doing it. The process. And I got the time-lapse video for it too. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) it's crazy. But yeah, what's, um, that's what's going on with me. What's been going on with Hugh Steffner? Hmm. So what hasn't been going on? Mm. Um. Talk about it. You know, shut. I will take that shot, but I'll... <laughs> I can you, you can finish the bottle for me, because I think it's like less than half a shot left. Oh, why not? Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Just, it, we all go through this roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. And I think right now, I'm back up. You know, I'm the exciting part right before it crashes. Or go to, excuse me, not crash, but it goes down. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, what can I say? You want to be specific or just... I don't want to get too much. I feel you. I feel okay, you. let's say this. I'm back up because I'm getting projects mm-hmm. thrown at me left and right. Mm-hmm. working. And that's always a pleasure, right? Right. Because sometimes, you know, we go through those... We go through those cold periods when things are slow and you start to stretch and you're like... Last thing I was doing was posting, and on the side of that I was cutting hair. Are you still like how heavy are you still with doing barber stuff? Or is it mostly just I just cut trends. Okay, there's one person 
I mean, I like it. Mm-hmm. I do like, I like the art of it, but I don't know. It just, when you look at how much money you make standing there for one hour, cut one person's head, but even if you perform the pool service, it doesn't equate to what I do musically. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. the energy that you could be given to the music versus like, mm-hmm. yeah. Real quick, I actually had a um, scary thing happen. So when I was doing Trent's hair one day, we was at the old studio um, at Kissworks. Me, I'm, tr- I'm trimming them up, doing the, um, the lineup. My, <laughs> my clipper just like exploded right by his face. No. I swear. Like actually? It, it just blew up. Did it, over- it overheated? I, I guess that's what happened. Which is weird because I've had that. I've had it for years. And most those are actually pretty doable clippers. So I don't know. But it, it scared me. Good thing he wasn't hurt. I was like, I was like, bro, you good? You good? I'm so sorry. Are you all right? He was like, what happened? I heard a pop. He heard a pop. <laughs> <laughs> I was, look, I'd rather him have said that versus him being like, oh my God, my face is burning. Could have been sued, my boy. Right. And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Um, but other than that, just... Wait, when was that? That was last year. Okay. Yeah, I, I got new, I, I got replacements. Yeah. We're not using those no more. I've never heard of clippers exploding. As many videos as I've seen and all the reviews that I've watched, I've never heard anyone say that their clippers have exploded. Mm-hmm. If anything, maybe there's a shortened wire to where it stops working or... And your hand was okay? Yeah, my hand was fine. So it wasn't like a giant, you know, big old explosion. It was just a little pop, a spark, and some smoke out there. I smoke y'all. Oh my God. That's crazy. It reminds me of like when people used to say you shouldn't sleep with the phone next to you on the charger because it could explode. Was it like newer iPhones that were doing that at one point? Do you remember? I don't know about iPhones. I know definitely Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Look, no, no shots fired. I don't. I don't care what phone. I just need something to call. So I'm not team iPhone <laughs> or team Samsung. I'm team communication. <laughs> team communication. I like that. Hashtag team communication. Team communication. Team communication. Yeah, that's definitely scary. You want to hear something else that's scary? Why are you so big? It'd be scarier, actually. So, see that thing on my door there? Oh, God. I don't like where this is going. I was cleaning my porch because I have this little home loving chart where I will tell myself, okay, on this day, I'm going to do these certain things. Today, well, I'm catching up on my cleaning. I'm behind by like three or four days now. But one of the things is to clean the back porch. And I'm cleaning, I'm sweeping off all the leaves or whatever, getting rid of um, spider webs. And I look at the door, and you know that rubber part, it's like a barrier. Oh, in the, in the, like yeah. in the inside of the door? Kind of. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Mine has like on the outside of that door. Mm. But like I could see like um, where it maybe was, it looked chewed through or like manipulated. Mm. And right at the height of where the handle for the door is. So I'm like, was somebody 
trying to get in one day. I can't remember if this was before I moved in. Like, did it look like that before I moved in, you know? That's what I'm thinking. So that's what I'm hoping anyway. But just in case, I put that thing back up there because I haven't been using that since I've been here. Now, does that come with the place? Or oh, that was mine. Okay. That thing on the door? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was mine. You can never be too serious. It's some crazy stuff out here. But... Yeah. But now that and then the whole thing with my garage door has got me thinking that maybe I should go ahead and invest in getting like some ring cameras. Hell yeah. Yeah. You were a woman here by yourself. <laughs> Definitely. No, I got tools and things. Oh, of course. <laughs> when you walk in my house, you see baseball bats. Sweet and I can't tell the people hammers. what I keep on me, you know. Hammers. On the side of my bed is a dagger. Dagger. So I'm not playing those games if anybody wants to try me, you know. She also knows how to use the Kamehameha Mail Wave and the Galaxy. Just saying, I don't think people want them problems. So, Definitely. yeah, that's what's going on with me. I'm gonna get closer. Cause get on closer. And frame it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not goofy, don't bother me. That's uh, okay, I don't mind at all. So yeah, that's all that's been going on with me. Um, possibly considering joining another team. I guess you could say, like, for writing or engineering. Well, um, what team are you with now? Um, I'm with one team called... Oh, my God. Boxbangers, yes. But we haven't done stuff in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's the name of that? What's the name of that group? I'm very childish right now. <laughs> what? Boxbangers. Because you nasty. I might be. I'm nasty. They nasty, too, actually. Well, they would probably deny it, but uh, that's usually what nasty people do. Yeah, why? I don't. Fair enough. Why we gotta deny the nastiness? We all know we nasty. You kind of well, it depends because if you confirm it with the wrong person, then they just like oh, just maybe oh. like overly excited, and just think just because you're nasty that that's an automatic green light for them to get. They think just because you're nasty, they're going to get some. All right. It's like, I'm nasty, but I'm not sharing that with you. I don't want to be nasty with you. <laughs> That's really true. So what's, what's your catchphrase? Is it um, Miss Lexi, if you know, nasty? Uh, you know what? I don't have a catchphrase. I have a nickname that everyone keeps calling me. Sexy Lexi. Sexy Lexi. Yeah. Especially when I come to the studio and I'll be like dressed up. That name has been in my head since you told me that name. I'm like, I'm going to tell you about that. This was a few months ago. Like, it, Yeah. It has it has a ring to it. Sexy Lexi. But you know what? So I got something that can kind of go on the side of that. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find um, ideas for a new tag, right? Mm -hmm. And I came up with Handsome Half. Handsome Half. Or Handsome Half Man. Handsome Half, they call him Steph. That's what sexy mm -hmm. Lexi reminded me of. Hey, were you listening to my tag? The tag that I did? I wasn't at the time. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I all my beats. First thing you hear is, Step C, baby. Step C, baby. This is the voice behind my tag. If Damn, you've ever heard my beats, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, staff C. I mean, you did send me. A <laughs> I sent you a few yeah. options. So okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm go public with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just jokes, but so when when you sent me that over and I was playing them, I think I was around trends, mm -hmm. and he, he was <laughs> he was giving me hell. What he say? He just kept making this dumbass face. He was like, so. How you get them text? What you hear? <laughs> I'm like, bro, come on, man. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. I was not there. Not the this was a, a favor of a friend. Yeah. You know, you're good to me. Though. You are good to me. Thank you. I try. Well, you're one of the few humans I'm nice to. See, now, when someone says that, take that into consideration. <laughs> There's some other godly stuff going on. Oh, I'm nice. See? The hat says it all. Y'all can't see, but I got a Santa hat on the corner of my TV and it says nice. It was turned to naughty before Christmas. So yeah, the way you have it, I think the other side definitely says naughty in big, bold, all caps. No, that's pretty. It's dainty writing. Which would describe me well. But anyway, dainty we're not getting into that kind of conversation. That's all that's uh, going on with you? Um, I'm still, not still, but uh, opening a studio. Mm. Um, I'm actually billionaire, billionaires, yeah, billionaire studios. You can actually follow that billionaires, E A R Z studios on Instagram. Just it's a process, you know. Yeah, right now, put that in the description down below. Yeah, this is the famous. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jay. Jay Stone, um, another producer and studio owner. I was actually teaming up with him on, on, uh, on the project. Nice, I didn't know that. Well, let, well, let me clarify, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm a, an investor or anything like that. I've really just written out a space for him, but I'm going to help him build the studio. Mm. So um, right now, it's just things are on hold, you know, because of contracts and different things. And I'm also, aside from him, just looking at different locations. Mm. So. Just time. And while I'm waiting, I'm just going to focus on other things. Like I said, I got projects that I'm working on with artists. Um, I got the new studio at the crib, so I've been, I finally got a chance to dive back into production because my whole thing was for the last, really the last year, maybe for more, my old MacBook, it started having problems. I mean, like, and I produce off of Logic, so I'm producing. Mm -hmm. Computers constantly overheating, and the fans on, and it's crashing. It's like as soon as I load up the snare, crash. Dang, one sound at a time. One sound. I mean, I'm being dramatic, but pretty much that was the issue. And I was just like, I can't work like this. Mm -hmm. So I switched over to engineering, and that just put all the focus into that. So bettering my skills, picking up different techniques, mixing and mastering, and so forth. Even marketing, like how to make more money. And, build my client base off that. And that's pretty much what's been going on. But like I said, now I'm back over to the beast and I've been going crazy. I've been going with three hand. You been going what? Three hand. Three what? Three hand. Three hand? Three hand. What that mean? I just made it up. Three hand. So three crazy, three ham, same thing. Three ham. So two ham, two crazy? I'm three ham, three crazy. Where did two ham come from? Going ham and then going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, going ham. Going ham but times three. Times three. 
have to take you through that. I, I be, I'll just be spinning them up. That reminds me when I tried to make the phrase pick them stacks up popular. Did it catch on? <sighs> no. Really with me. You know what I noticed? Like certain things do catch on, but I think because of social media, we're used to if a million people are saying the catchphrase, then we're feeling like it's successful. But we also got to take in consideration if you get at least three people that you know mm-hmm. to say your catchphrase, it's successful. Because those three people can turn into six, nine, so forth. Yep. Reminds me of Key and Peele. Oh. What? They try to make some catchphrase popular. I have to show you after, but I don't know. One of there was like all of them was like yeah, da da da, <laughs> and which one is it? Peel. Trying to remember the catchphrase. He it was like does it have something to do with a chainsaw or something? This is all. This is like this doesn't what? That's stupid. What does that even mean? It's like you know when you da 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 da. It's like guys, that makes no sense. It's like you know it's and everyone was so hurt and then he joined in on the fun and everyone was like yeah yeah I'm gonna have to show you afterwards. It's it's funny. She's going after the terms. Me? Girl, if you knock this phone over, you're going to have problems. It's interesting that she chose that spot. And she's going after you. Oh, look how graceful she is. That's the blessing of cast. Pretty accurate. She's the most dog-like cat I've ever known. Or maybe it's just the way I'm raising her. Anyway, y'all, that's it for the Lex check. We're going to get into the topic of the conversation after these messages. I was on live earlier in the studio and Steph C was commenting on the live. He wasn't at the studio with me, but he was commenting on the live because how did it come up that I told y'all about how one of the clients I had, she like got upset because of the facial expressions. Oh, I was telling y'all I had to be careful with my face because it'll show everything. And I had one client, and then Black was like, that's when I put them in the corner to record so they don't look at me. <laughs> so they don't look at me while I'm recording. Well, my comment to that is, it's not that, and I'm just, I'm very rebellious. You don't have to change or switch up anything. But again, like the topic says, people have to understand, not everyone's going to respond how you want them to, and that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it, you're recording, you're in the, in the moment excited about the song and so you're expecting your engineer to be excited but it's like and I, I just had this conversation with um, a new client because his thing was our first time we met he came in the studio confident and I, I respect confident definitely be confident yeah. but he's like uh, but he gave me a card he says yeah bro you gonna, you gonna fuck with me man fuck with me fuck with me if you, after, if you don't then after you hear this you gonna fuck with me oh, fuck with me so you gonna fuck with me if I put that on the shirt? Um, 
You know what? Maybe we should. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? So many people say that. But to get to the point, I was just straight up with them. I said, listen, G, I'll check you out. Cool. We'll see, we'll see what's going on. But the reality of it is, at least for me, I might like trap today. Mm -hmm. I might not like it tomorrow. I might like pop tomorrow. It's for, so with me, it's a mood. It's a vibe. And uh, even, even within a genre, an artist has to like really wow me and I don't excite easily. Not to say I'm like some God producer or whatever the case. I just have my preference just like anyone else. No, them shades are pretty intimidating though. I don't know what your eyes are doing. You got the poker face on right now. For I got real. the googly eyes behind it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so did you have like, have you ever been in a situation where maybe, cause with me, my face can't hide anything. And uh, most of the time, I think I'm pretty, like, stoic. And I have what people would call, like, resting, resting bitch face, face, right? So I really don't want this filter to be lost because I don't have any makeup on right now in real life. You look okay. No. I, so okay. I'm spoiled by these Instagram filters. So since you want to go there, I'm going to say you're actually one of the few people who are blessed to look good without makeup. Really? You because. I looked at you, I didn't think, oh, she has makeup on or not. Thank you. You look good. Thank you. Own that shit. Own that shit. You know what I'm saying? No bush shit. <laughs> Free my nigga. He locked up right now. Oh, he might be coming out Friday or Saturday. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, what you would call resting bitch face. And so most of the times, I'm just looking like this. My eye looks so lazy from this filter. <laughs> it's really bugging me. But um, so I had one client in particular, a female client, and I wonder if that matters to a female client. And it was late. I didn't really feel like doing the session, honestly. And it was a last minute thing to where she hit me up like two hours prior, like, hey, I want to get in to do this one or two hour session. It had to have been two hours because I'm not leaving my house for one hour. Um, so I'm like, all right, I didn't really feel like it because I had had a long day, but she was also like, please, Lex, I've also had a long day too, but I really want to get in with you because I love working with you, blah, 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 um, extra details that I probably didn't need to know as far as like, I love working with you and, you know, just trying to like butter me up basically to get me to come into the studio. It's not necessarily like genuine compliments. Mm. So we get to the studio and I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but when I'm not really connecting with the music or I'm not really feeling it, I'll be in my phone on Instagram. And I make faces when I'm looking on Instagram because something is like, that's what got my attention. I might be reading quotes from like Justin, Justin LaBoy's page and I'm making faces like, wow. Or I think at the time, maybe I was dating somebody and he was sending some stupid messages and I was given attitude. But it translated to her as, Cause she could see me rolling my eyes and doing all these different things. And she was just like, yo, do you have an attitude right now? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't seem like you're really here. It doesn't seem like you're really, you know, into this. Like, and if you're being short with me and you're giving all these facial expressions and I'm like, no, I'm just, I don't think I wanted to tell her that I was on Instagram at the time. So maybe I was like being slick about being on my phone. Hey, cut it out. What was that? 
anyway. Yeah, I think I was being slick about telling her that I was on Instagram. But in my opinion, I feel like she was projecting. I feel like maybe she was having a bad day and the day was longer than she anticipated because it felt like she was actually giving me attitude. And it's not a, it wasn't an issue of, you know, I'm not into, or maybe it was, I wasn't into the moment. Aside from me being tired, I wasn't, if I'm being real honest, I wasn't impressed with what she was doing. And I kept trying to tell her to do certain things to make it better, but it just wasn't coming through. She might have picked up on that. Maybe so. Maybe that's what she was picking up on. But like, no matter what I told her, it wasn't getting better or she wasn't listening to some of the suggestions. So yeah, if I'm not, if I notice that an artist is not paying attention to, like if they ask my opinion, especially if they ask my opinion and then they're not taking the advice, then I'll, I'll tune out, I'll stop giving advice on things. And maybe that's what she took notice of. That's the one thing I hate. Don't ask me if you're not gonna to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if you're just gonna pay me to press three, cool. I'll do that. Be a button pusher at this desk job today. I got this one guy and I I, I, I do fucks with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a solid dude, but hey bro, what you think about? If I, if I said this part, I'm like, yo, maybe if you say that, but put some flair to it, throw it over it, you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. Swear to God. I, I hear you, but let me just try this. Let me just try it this way. I got it. I got oh, it. So he already knew how he wanted to do it, but he asked you. He just wanted to hear what I was saying. I'm just like, dude, if you got in your mind what you want to do with your record, then do that. Don't, I, I, I hate it. It, it, and it grew to the point where I actually dreaded working with him. Mm-hmm. I, I like from rip. I had, a, and again, he's a cool dude, but I got an attitude with you now because I already know what time you're about to be on. And what blew me was one day we got a mutual friend who was also an artist, mm-hmm. um, female artist, and the advice that I gave him for the one record, he he heard me. He ain't felt me, but he heard me. Mm-hmm. He went to her. Asked her her opinion. She said the same thing I said. He came back to me and said, yo, I talked to such and such. And she, you know, she said the same thing. So, you know, he was right. You think? Oh. <laughs> like, I would like to oh. think I know what I'm talking about. But, so it's stuff like that, man. So it'll also be those artists who, they ask you advice, they don't take your advice, but then after every take, how how's that? How you think it sound? I'll be like, did you like it? Oh, I feel like I could do it better. Let's do it better then. Like, if you already rejected my advice, then why do you care about my validation? Right. Like, what? What? what at this point, what can I confirm for you? Because you're definitely going off self-validation at that point. Yeah. You already have an idea of how you want the song to turn out. So, <sighs> it's always interesting to me. Um, I appreciate, and I've talked about this before. I appreciate when artists genuinely can take like criticism and critique Mm. and then they can actually like switch up something that they're doing in the delivery. So I'll have some artists who come in and it gets on my nerves when, so rappers, right? The newer rappers who, get that filter back on there, girl. The newer rappers who have been rapping for like three weeks to three months, right? They'll come in and they wanna punch every bar but they want me to punch from the exact same location every single time. 
that's draining to me. Before you go further, so you're saying, let's just say four bars. Mm -hmm. If they let's got the four lines, so right? if they got the first two lines mm -hmm. and they're ready for the second, are you saying they want you to start back at bar one? Bar one, every single time. See, I got the opposite. I get a lot of the punching artists who are like, don't start me too far back. They want it like right when it comes in. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm more so speaking about like, they want me to restart the recording every single time. And for some reason, loop recording does not work for them either. Here she go. I can't even rub my legs. Doing that cat shit. Do y'all, Mixed by Black says, do y'all think artists don't think we know what we talking about? because of lack of relevant credits? Ooh. Good one. That's a good question, Black. Black, so I definitely want to hear your opinion on that, but let's go first. Um, in my experience, I don't think it's necessarily about, well, yeah, okay. It, I guess it does boil down to credits. Cause I was going to say, I don't think it's about relevant credits because I've experienced where they won't listen to the suggestions I have until they've listened to my music. So being an artist and an, an artist who happens to engineer, they won't take my critique or my advice on things until after I play them my music and they hear the difference in delivery and performance of my music compared to what they just gave me on the track. And so they'll give me props on how my stuff sounds and then future sessions, that's when I notice they'll start listening more. But of course it helps too. And then the other part, other part of that is because I'm a woman, right? A lot of the guys that I get that come in, before we really start to get to know each other and be able to have that matching workflow where we can feed off of each other's energy, they don't trust that I know how to make them perform in certain ways to get a certain performance or even changing certain words to make it sound like what I know they're trying to get to because I'm a girl. Yeah, that one day you came to collab and you had the session when I was there. Mm. I got pissed off for you because dude was like, he saw me first and he was like, yo, um, you ready for the session? I was like, she's your engineer. Oh. And then he was like, okay, shorty, I hope you know what you're doing. I was like, nigga. I hate, it's old at this point. It's old. It's old. I was like, bro, I'll just be like, I hope I know what I'm doing too. I sure hope I do. Otherwise, it's going to be a terrible session. I'm going to start adding that part on there. You should. I hope I know what I'm doing too. Otherwise, this session is not going to go too well. That's what I'm going to start <laughs> telling people. They're going to be so mad. I'm like, dog, y'all, people got it. But see, that, see, we're talking about relevancy, right? But we're on this side where we have to do our homework on people. Mm -hmm. So I think artists need to start doing the research on the engineer, even if you're just meeting for the first time, because, you know, I'm not going to dive into how you're connected to the engineer, but just say if you get if you get booked that engineer for that session, get their name and then try to do some homework or even ask questions. Like, hey, man, who you the person with? you booked with, you can ask them, hey, how, how is this person? Right. And they can tell you there's ways to find out who your engineer is and how they are and so forth. Mm -hmm. But also. Small example. Say if, if Black sent me a session, Black is a credible source. He's a great engineer. He's great at what he does. So if he's referring me, it's natural to just assume, I'll even go as far as to say assume that he's putting you in a room with a very good engineer in his place. who have your best interests at heart for getting a dope song. So like, if you already trust the studio that you're booking with or the person that you're booking through, 
then that means you trust their word, right? If they're they're gonna know other dope people, obviously. Why would someone tell you someone that's not dope? Because then that's gonna make you look at them crazy, like, oh, you refer exactly. me to this person and they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. But yeah, uh, other than me being a woman, I have found that since like when people find out that I've worked with big name people like Columbus Short or Jazzy Faye or Black Brown Records, right? Then they start to change their tune a little bit. But for me, mostly it's after I play them some of my music and they hear, I'm gonna flex. They hear how much better it is than theirs is. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I'm when flex. Start, that's when they start paying attention. <laughs> flexy, flexy. Uh, did you wanna say yours before I read his comment? Or, oh wait, well actually, Black says, yes, I agree. You gotta see if we on the same frequency vibe wise. Yeah. So, well, my, my experience has been both sides, of course. You know, I'll get the artists who, well, also, I know my, my, my client base. Like, I, I do prefer to work with women more, mm -hmm. and women are more interesting than me. So, that mm -hmm. helps a lot. Um, Hugh Stefner appeal. I mean, I do come on, try it. I try it. I want me, my whole thing is all jokes aside, I want to make people feel comfortable. Even guys like, hey, look, bro, what's good, bro? How are you? I'm Steph, you know, confidence and welcoming. I don't want you to be like, I'm the bougie engineer that just... Put the shades on. Maybe I should start rocking shades for myself. <laughs> um, oh, you look cool, actually. You look really cool. That's what I was going for. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it's nice for people who don't know you to actually, okay, I'm going to hear him out. I'm trusting him. And I always thank you. I never, despite how many credits I got, I'm always thankful. I'm like, yo, thank you for trusting me. Yes. Now you do got the other people who are a bit more established in the industry and they're on some, you know who I am. And, Cause I, I, I had about maybe two or three of those. And I think after the second one or the third one rather, at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not working with men anymore, especially mm -hmm. men that are like previously signed or so forth. I can't deal with ego. And it's frustrating for me because those emotions that I'm going through in that setting, it's like, okay, I took this session on a favor for, you know, my mans. So I don't want to fuck it up. It's business. But I also understand people are crazy and, you know, react different. So if I say how I really feel, it's not going to end good. So I have to bite my tongue and I have to just be like. Oh, you can keep going. I'm just reading. No, that's my thing. Oh. But it, and it's not cool. It's not comfortable. You know, I, my whole thing is I value respect more than who you work with because that doesn't mean anything. Is I can name people I that I have unreleased records with, whether we produced or engineered it. It means nothing. I mean, it means something just experience-wise and the clout. Pretty much. People really think that clout will make them seem more appealing and i have this conversation with other people all the time as far as like maybe like oh lexi why aren't you signed yet because a lot of shit just doesn't impress me if i don't like my energy around you if i don't like how you treat me if i don't like how you see how if i don't like seeing how you treat others then i don't care if you're signed i don't care if you have name brand i don't care what you're driving you know now something like that means nothing to me i'm a rebel so that don't mean i don't care if you're signed or unsigned it's about how you move 
whether you're unsigned, independent, whatever yeah. major, whatever the case. How you treat people. That's what it's about. Because I've met people who they're not signed to a major. They're independent, got their own thing going on. They 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 got the image. The only thing they you know may be missing is a feature from such and such. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the numbers is looking good. And they're the best thing about it is they're cool. They are cool as fuck. They're like, okay, big bro, you know, this is how you do this and let's do business like this. It's not, well, I'm like this and I don't really know you, so you should listen to me because fuck what you got to say. Mm-hmm. Oh man, let's turn to a whole nother conversation. So I was working with, um, let me read Black's comment and then I'll come back to my thought. So Mixed by Black says, yep, it's not till they see the IG and see me with Sony, John Legend, etc. that they like, oh shit, you the real deal. Mm-hmm. Women buy or stream more music than men. So I value their opinion a bit more, to be honest. Women, we are the ones who push the trends. And then Black says, or working with writers who just sign. Ego galore. I get more. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I get more issues from independent than major signees. Really? <laughs> interesting. That is very interesting. No. All my indie situations be cool. So I was gonna say, um, as far as like the last thought you had, I have been in a major situation, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. writing with people who have more credits than me. And because they have more credits, somehow, even though I'm the engineer, right, and I have the expertise, because in this situation I was an engineer, and I have the expertise as it comes as it pertains to like the sound she was telling me as a writer to do certain things because she noticed this is what other people do but it was making the mix sound absolutely horrible and i'm sweating i'm pissed (laughs) off i'm like scared on the inside because i'm like this is when they ask who engineered this they're gonna say Mm -hmm. lexi Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm trying to tread the line between she's got more like we're in a hierarchy in the studio and because she's worked with more people, she is like who we're taking the final word of kind of, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to balance that line with the line of, but I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this audio stuff because this is what I do. She was telling me, keep turning things up. And the God. song just got louder and louder and louder. And it wasn't until like three months after the fact that I talked with the producer of the song. He was like, yeah, she came in and she overproduced it she effed it up and it sounded horrible i was like oh god they recognized it was her not me but yeah it it was like just because she had all these names under her belt she could get away with telling me to basically mess up the mix and the other part of that is if people started associating associating that one bad mix or that bad product with lexi Mm -hmm. She has the clout. She's going to get more jobs. That could potentially stunt my progress with major situations. So, you know, it's just something. And your position, your position as the engineer is bigger than her role as the the writer. Yeah. So exactly. They're going to look at, okay, this person can't manage sound. Now they're not going to look at, okay, maybe whatever she wrote, Mm -hmm. the song is doing this. But at the end of the day, you didn't make it sound good. And that's exactly what I was worried about. And Black said, OMG, this situation, LOL. I hate when that happens. Like, trust me or nah. <laughs> Is you going to trust me or nah? 
Yo, you know what? We definitely need to do like a big ass podcast with all the engineers in our circle. Oh, that would be, be dope. dope. That'd be dope. I actually thought about inviting people to the studio for Christmas. Cause I knew somebody who was in the studio. I went to the studio on Christmas actually to get some files, but you know, that's beside the point. The files. And then, um, and I had the candy cane paint on too. That would have been hilarious. So yeah, but uh. And when I was planning to do the cabin trip, people were like trying to make that uh, recording retreat. And I was like, hmm, we might be able to do that. That'd be dope too. That'd be dope. So I thought of that too, just doing like an annual thing uh, with producers and even writers, just taking a trip somewhere yeah. for a week, just cranking out records. With our, you know, it's pretty system. cheap too. If you get a good group of people together and you could, everybody put in a pool of money and that could include a chef, right? And we could just buy groceries and cook at the kitchen that they got. But that's another thing for another time. Kitty cat, if you knock over this phone, her eyes are black. I'm teasing her, I took my hand away. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's really interesting how differently people will treat you or how egos get in the way. And that was another, oh, another situation. A girl who claimed she had just been signed up in New York. And she kept getting mad at me during the session because oh, something, something not right about my plugins. Something not right about my template. I got to have my guy send over the template. But I think she was really projecting onto me because she wasn't performing the way she wanted to perform. I think I get a lot of projections. Definitely. That's that's something else that we experienced a lot. Um, yeah. I had an artist that was, I don't know, you could tell she was just going through something, like the way she looked and her, very emotional. She came in there, she's like, oh, we're going to work on a, 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 a singing song today. A singing song. But my, my, yeah, exactly. Even you, you can pick up on terminology sometimes and tell where somebody's at with their experience. Yeah. But we're going to do like a sing song today, you know, um, my voice is a little rash because I've been smoking enough excuses. Excuses. Stop. No. So you know this is how your voice is affected when you do this. Scratch that. You know how many people R&B successful R&B singers smoke? Beyonce smokes weed. Backwards. I don't know about her, but a lot of they even use backwards and so forth. Stop using excuses. She came. She came in there and she couldn't deliver it. She even. She ended her session. And she tried to blame you. She like she did comments. it. It was the slick comments, like, mm-hmm. and she was trying not to, because um, I think what was she saying? I think she said, um, even when she first, when we first started, she's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I'm gonna try you out because I don't know how you are, and I'm just like, okay, let's strike <laughs> one. And then when she ended the session, she's like, oh, I'm gonna have to come back. I can't do this today. I mean, you know, I can't do this today. You, you, you know, I'm not saying you or anything, but maybe you have to still learn my sound because it's not, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm like, Shorty, you in your head. In your head. I, I told you, I'll text you my credits and credentials and all that good stuff. You do what you will with that. But don't project on to me because you can't get your session. You're not a singer. And it's okay to admit that. Mixed by Black says, don't be afraid to switch the vibe. I've done that many times. They may come in wanting to do one thing, but was feeling a different way. So we did a whole other song. And yes, Beyonce smokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Black for president. 
black for president. <laughs> yeah, it that people come in and project stuff onto me. Like I had a similar situation where a girl, she could not get out. Well, she didn't blame me though. It just came off as her not being confident because she had smoked, girl. She had smoked before she came in and she was like, I don't know why I smoke before I come in because it always makes me paranoid and I get dry mouth and I didn't bring my water. And it was just excuse after excuse, excuse after excuse. And it was kind of throwing me off too because I'm trying to tell her like, you sound good. Like you're giving what I need you to give but she wasn't convinced of it herself. So she kept trying to change it up. But back to that one girl who had like just got signed. She was like, oh, I don't know my guy. I need to have him send my template. Cause I'm just like, she had been doing, well, she was tired. I'm trying to figure out how much shit I should be talking. I like to keep it real on this Lex chat. Cute Stephanie. So, oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> so. I think she she had just gotten off a plane and she was messing with one of the dudes who they, who she came to the studio with, who was the friend of one of my clients, if y'all are keeping up with all of this. So she was tired, which I get that. Maybe we shouldn't have, maybe you should not have come to this session if you were exhausted. It's okay to rest. But they had been doing hella drugs. So she was out of it. <laughs> I'm just like, of course, it's not going to sound how you want it to sound because you're not even you're not even really hearing how it's sounding because you're so out of it with the drugs or, you know, you're tired from the trip or whatever. But she just kept saying, yeah, I don't I if something's not right. Something's just not right. I think I need a template or, you know, I need to maybe have you send the files over to my guy. I'm just like, all right whatever I think artists I don't know if I hate what I well excuse me not hate I don't know what I dislike more artists who think they understand how plugins work or artists who just don't know how they work at all mm -hmm. because the ones who don't know how they work at all they just expect their like they go to the studio and based off how it looks they expect their stuff to just be like A1 mm -hmm. But everyone's template is different, you know? And you can achieve the same thing. It's just, at that point, just the engineer know how to utilize the tools. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be the worst, like, okay, I'm gonna have my engineer send over the template because, you know, this ain't, I'm like, no, it's- Those be the same ones it's you say all of that, but then they don't even have a hard drive to take their files with them. Right, you you over here trying to puff your chest out, you not even fully prepared. If you if it was to that point where you like how this engineer has your template or whatever the case, you would have that on your hard you drive. Made sure you had it so that you don't have even have to worry about coming to another session empty-handed, wondering, or, you know, how's it gonna sound? But yeah, it's, it's so much that goes into this. It's a lot. I will say, have we got no topic or we did? But I mean, we could always change the title. It's just, this is the stuff we go through. Yeah. But going back so to she about to go for my toes. Jeez, oh. You about to get locked up in the room. You are a distraction. A cute one. A gray smoky cute attraction. My goodness. Oh. 
Yikes. Kitty cat. You had accuracy before, and now all of a sudden you want to. That's when I tell them, learn to record yourself and send me the session to mix. You don't say that for real. Oh my God. I believe it because I, I offer a lot of people. Well, I do it in, an, in another she way. She violence just like, oh my God. She I, just attacked my foot. Oh yeah, she's on. Something else I liked it. It was um, something you said about how artists think they know plugins. So I had, I think I talked about it before, but not on the podcast, where I had a guy come in and it was my first time working with him. And for me, it started out bad because he immediately comes in, oh, you sure you know what you're doing? Ha 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 ha. And I, at this point, just have to do a fake laugh. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but um, yeah, the session I thought was going cool. He was telling me what to do. And as far as like, well, it was minimal, but he was telling me like, you know, can you turn up my reverb or can you turn the auto tune up? So I'm thinking, okay, he's had experience being in studios. He knows what he wants. Come to find out like a week later, oh yeah, she wasn't really into the session like I thought. Um, she wasn't really telling me what to do. I was looking for her to be more involved. I'm just like, you didn't give me the impression or you didn't say it out your mouth explicitly that you wanted my advice. And these days, these days I'm starting to get better clients because they'll tell me before the session starts, you know, if you if you want to give me any critique or you think I should say something better, then just let me know. But back then, like, I guess the less experienced artists that I work with, they're looking to me to set the vibe, which, yeah, I get that. But I'm always telling people that I work with, this is your song. This is your vision that you're asking me to help make come to fruition. But if you don't know how you want it to go before you come into the studio, then I'm not really going to be any help to you. So I don't really, and as an artist, I understand because I don't like people telling me what to do in my songs. So I'm going to look to the artist to tell me basically what kind of session we're going to have. And then I'll just fit into whatever energy. But if they never let me know, I'm at the point where I don't volunteer my criticism or my critique because I've learned that'll mess up a vibe very quickly. So these days I might tell people like, you know, hey, do you want me to offer my advice, such and such, whatever. And some of them will be cool with it. Others are just like, no, I already know how I want it to go. Then I'll just follow whatever energy they're giving. But that really hurt my feelings that day. I was like, so you couldn't communicate to me that you wanted me to give you a little more feedback. You were sounding like you knew what you were doing. You mean to tell me you didn't get what you wanted? Hmm. That's news to me. Artists are not going to hurt my feelings if they tell me that, uh, you know, I wish you would have been more this or that during the session. Cause that's good information for me, especially if we're going to be working together more in the future. But also, side note, I don't care about them kind of sessions because I only see them niggas like twice a year anyway. <laughs> so I don't these days I don't get too hung up on comments like that. But if it's especially somebody that I've been working with a lot, then it hurts my feelings if they feel like they didn't get what they wanted to when they came to the session, because that's the whole purpose of coming to the studio. You had an idea and you want to put out that idea into the world and you're trusting me to help you with that idea, helping it come to life. So for me to feel like you didn't get that, that makes me feel bad as an engineer. 
But uh, what Black say, closed mouths don't get fed. I have a conversation at the beginning of the session for new clients to find out how they work. Then I'll throw out a couple ideas. If they catch those, then I'll get the producer, get into producer mode. Yeah. These days I'm getting more, um, I'm caring less about how somebody is going to react to me because I would rather them find out sooner that they don't like me as their engineer rather than later. But I'm finding that the more I speak out and Hugh Steph gives a head tilt, but I'm finding out that the more I speak out, I actually enjoy the sessions more with clients that I can critique or ask them to do something over or give me more emotion or change how you're saying the word here or there. That's what gets me engaged in the song and in the whole process of it being made. Um, and to kind of bring it full circle to what we started out talking about that girl who was upset at the facial expressions I was making. I wasn't into her song and I wasn't into what she was trying to do. And I was in my phone. I wasn't paying attention to what she was doing. I'll be very honest because I was bored. And the advice that I was trying to give her, she wasn't taking it. And I think she was projecting onto me. She had a long day at work as well. So she was probably tired, had an attitude from that. But also, you know, she wasn't doing what she wanted to do and was, oh, you got an attitude? I don't. I'm just doing my job. But, yeah. You got to take it. As an artist, you have to take into consideration. Let's just say it's late. You're asking me to get out my bed to come to your session for you that may not give me no exciting shit. So what do you expect me to do other than to do my job? Mm. There's not going to be any excitement there. It's not. And that's, the, that, again, with the topic, that's the reality of it. I had, okay, I had an artist. And here's another one. Artists who come from another city who feel they're the biggest in their city, they come here with those same expectations. Mm. So I had this one dude, it's funny enough because he looked like Chief Pete. He has a dress. Dark skin, all that. Teeth. I ain't looking at this girl like that. Um, I don't even believe in you. Why you got a Jesus piece? That part. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Whoops. What, what song does Chief Keep do? I've never. Uh, you can tell I'm a fan. Um, right. Uh, what, he got the. Uh, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name. I can't get my name together. Oh, Sosa. I wish I don't know that song. I wish I could find that video. The dude was like making fun of Chief Keith. It was like, um, oh, yeah, coming to a sign. I gotta stop, stop, stop. Oh my God! What's the rest of that video? If I was a car, I had to stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find. I gotta find it. I'll put it in this. But dude came and he's just... Oh, my God. Again, I respect confidence. I'll never take the away from Spartan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the hottest where I'm from, man. You gonna love this. Da -da -da -da. We do the song and I'm hearing them. Don't like, tell me what I'm gonna love. Thank you. You don't know me. Not everybody's gonna like your shit. Not everybody's gonna like your shit. The music's cool. Not exciting. Cool. And also, just probably me. I just wasn't in that mood for that. I want to say it's not that he was like strictly trapped. I think he was 
melodic track with a little oh, mid he was more so singing than rapping well, yeah but with a midwest twist if that makes sense so i, I don't know this, that's the best example i can give um and he asked me at the end of the session at, yeah at the end he said so what you think man hard ain't it hardest stuff you ever heard and i'm like i feel if you would have did this in critiquing I said, if you would have did this different, I think it would have hit a little bit harder for me. Mm. I said, but it is cool. It's a cool joint. You know what I'm saying? And I hate when they ask me, so if you didn't know me, would you download this? No. You don't, you're not ready for that answer. I, I don't even hold back no more. I just be like, uh, I don't think, I'll say it nicely too. I don't think I'm your target audience with this song. And that's straight up. And then another one that they hate is when I say, um, you know what? It's cool. It, it's one of those that just got to grow on me. Mm. It didn't grab me. It's nice. just going to grow on me. That's a nice way to say it. Well, I said something like that. And yeah. He's, he's like, he's upset too. a word. You know what? That's cool. But I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going crazy back home. But, you know, maybe this just ain't your thing. I said, hey. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe we not. We on the same page. <laughs> you get it. And then, funny enough, he unfollowed me. Mm. And yeah, I never heard from him again. Personal. He was ass hurt. But again, it's like, dude, you gotta look at also on our side of behind the scenes, you know, as an engineer, producer, writer. Mm -hmm. How many songs have you submitted to labels or ARs that you've written or did a reference track to and you got the same, oh, it was cool, but we don't have to go for that. I've had tons of uh moments like that where they're just yeah, what else you got? You playing on your best stuff. What else you got? What else you got? And, you know... Sometimes you play them what you think is your worst, and they bump with that the hardest. Exactly. I've been learning that a lot over the years. What? You like this trash that I barely gave any effort to? But, re oh. but regardless of... She got your feet. No, she does, but she was messing with the tripod. No. Regardless... She does not like peace. She likes rubbing. She wants to pull away. Oh wait, these are these shoes you can Girl. Yeah, you can mess these up out here. Yeah, My she's playable. <laughs> she is so playful today. Um, what was I going? Um, ARs, not gonna like it. The stuff that you don't even think is your best, that's what they be rocking with the most a lot of times. Regardless of the feedback you get, you have, you have to understand this industry. Again. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, okay, if you're submitting music to someone that you need, like an A&R or whatever, you have to understand that they're, believe it or not, they're going to be biased. They have a, they have a mood, they have a vibe and an opinion. So you have to take that into consideration. But you don't submit something and they deny it and you're just like, oh, they don't know what they're talking like crazy. Don't get an attitude about it. Figure out what's missing. And Figure out what they want. Head. I've seen it. So mm -hmm. I got a homie that's an A&R mm -hmm. and 90% of the stuff I sent to him to send to other writers. Nah, bro, I'm telling you that ain't it. I don't want to submit this stuff because it's going to make me look bad. I need some like super fire. This ain't it. I'm saying record played for other artists, engine, uh, whoever. And they they love it. So I see the bias. But also I didn't take it as, this thing is crazy. I don't want to talk about I said, you know what? I know what he like. 
I'm going to figure it out. Mm. And I'm going to give it to him. And then, surely enough, one day when I wasn't even thinking about him, I had made some beat, put it on Instagram. And he said, yo, what is that? Well, I told you send me fire. You should have been sent that. I said, bro, I just made it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's also kind of bringing full circle back to what you were saying earlier about how you treat people. Part of how you treat people is how you respond to people. If every time somebody says they don't necessarily rock with something that you made and you're blowing up on people, unfollowing them, blocking them, doing whatever, then that's not going to make you look professional. It's not going to make you look mature. But um, it's also going to be like, you know, why should people rock with you if we have a small disagreement and you can't handle the criticism or we can't talk anymore because you don't like something that I said? Well, that's why this industry is knocking a lot of people. Yeah. You got to have some thick skin. You're going to be told no. You're going to be... You know what? I would rather be told no than to be told yes with a, you know a, 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 no with a smile yeah which is yes but you don't like it it cuts out a lot of bs i look for those no's up front now tell me you don't like those and i won't because especially from what i did earlier this year i won't try to appeal necessarily so it's gonna for me it's gonna be different right kind of as an, well, yeah, as an artist, but then as a producer, it's like two different sets of thinking that you kind of have to put yourself into. You have to compartmentalize. So me as a songwriter, Steph C or Hugh Stefner as a producer, right? Somebody says they don't like a certain vibe that we did or a certain song that we did. Once we get to know those people more, we can start pushing out more stuff that they expect or more stuff that they want. Me as an artist, I just know that that's not my audience. And those are not the people that are going to be into what I'm doing. So I'll go find somebody else. So on the songwriter side, I can, I'm more open and willing to tailor my things to what people are wanting. But as an artist, there's just way too many people who have different tastes. Not everyone's going to like me, but I know there are going to be hella people out there who will like my stuff. But um, what I went through earlier this year, as far as like some of the situations I was in, I was actually brought on as a songwriter first. And then because I knew more than, you know, the engineer they had, they brought me on as an engineer as well. But what started happening was they were taking my advice less and less as a songwriter and were only wanting me there to push buttons. So, and I don't know, I was writing stuff for me back then, but the this is a whole nother conversation, but the people I was working with, they kept trying to pitch stuff that I was writing for me and be like, oh yeah, play it for this artist, see if she likes it. And she wasn't rocking with it. And part of me was like upset, like, dang, she doesn't want it. But I was also happy because she didn't want it. But then part of me was upset because it's like, oh, they not, they don't like my music. It kind of felt like a rejection to me because they didn't like my writing style. And at that point I was comparing myself a lot like, um, you know, they're in a label situation, so they know, you know, what kind of music is probably going to get people's attention. But after a certain amount of time, I had to realize that I don't have to feel like I need approval from these people in this room because y'all were never my intended audience for this in the first place. 
So when it comes to being an artist, not everybody is gonna rock with your stuff and that's okay. Just go on and find your audience, find your tribe. On the songwriter producer side, it's a little different because we kind of have to tailor those products to the people who are buying. But as an artist, if someone doesn't rock with what you're doing, don't let yourself get too glum about it because I was definitely putting myself in a bad place mentally for those few months that I was working with them as far as the comparisons that I kept doing. And it's like, man, this person has a label situation. Why don't I have a label situation? Maybe they know something more than I know. The simple answer is that's just not your audience. So find people who do like it. Yeah. So just go find people who do like your stuff. It's not the end of the world if somebody doesn't like your music. Because a lot of people in this world, 10 people over here may not fuck with it, but 30 people over here gonna rock with it. Find your audience. Yep. You got to find your audience. Thank you all so much for joining me and Hugh Stefner in our multiple conversations today. Doesn't matter which one you're seeing, if it's the first, second, possibly third installment of our conversation. Thank y'all so much for tuning in with us and chatting with us. Um, you got anything you want to share with people that you might be working on? Or uh, that you're about to release? Or any last words? Anything, for real. Well, real quick, so going back to what you were saying about me reintroducing myself as an artist or retapping into that experience. Mm -hmm. I am looking to start putting out Jersey Club records because it's grown to the point where everyone's familiar. Like whoever has a TikTok, you've heard of a Jersey Club record. There's challenges and so forth. So I am going to be doing that. Um, if you have a dope song of yours that you like and you need it remixed, put a Jersey spin on it so it can go viral, hit me up because that's my specialty. I am born and raised in New Jersey. Acapellas? I need acapellas and an instrumental. Shit, if we get really creative, I can even remake the beat and just use the acapella. But mm -hmm. this depends on where my mind is with it, how I vibe with it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I like that. And where can the people find you, Hugh Stephanie? Instagram. Because I, I it used to all be the same thing, but I changed it. Steph C, baby. Everything used to be Steph C, baby, but I believe everything is now under. Hugh Stefner, H-U-G-H, S-T-E-P-H-N-E-R. Hugh Stefner. 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 Did I say Stefner? Hugh Stefner. Hugh Stefner, everybody. So yeah, thank y'all so much for joining in on the conversation. Let us know what you thought about the conversation in the comment section down below as the cat chews on the tripod. Um. And yeah, what do you think about the different things we talked about, the relationship between artists and engineer, um, artists, how everybody's not gonna like your stuff, or even, you know, finding your tribe, finding your audience, and then trying to figure out why you do this music or why you're involved in the industry. Let us know what you think about any of those conversations in the comments down below. And if you would like to support me, see me do more of this creative content and have more time to do this kind of stuff, then please make sure you support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash LexiATL. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L. It's LexiATL basically on everything around the world. 
uh, for as low as $5 a month, as low as $5 a month, you can get exclusive content that the general public has not seen and you will get access to this content way before the general public. Whereas I might do this like, you know, let's say today's a Monday, but I might not release it for another two weeks. If you're a patron, I don't know what that was. <laughs> if you're a patron, you can see this as soon as I upload it, not when I make it public to the general public. So if that's something you're interested in, then make sure you go to patreon.com slash LexiATL to support me for as low as $5 oh. a month. But thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Lexi. This is Hugh Stefner. Peace. Peace.